You're listening to KBCR News. I'm Jessica Greenwell. On Fridays, we speak with former Press Enterprise columnist and longtime KBCR News contributor Cassie McDuff about some of the big stories around the Inland Empire. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Jessica. So Amazon strategized to shape public opinion on warehouses in the Inland Empire, according to a memo that was leaked to the media. What happened? Well, the memo was published by the Warehouse Worker Resource Center, an advocacy group based in Ontario. Amazon didn't confirm or deny the authenticity of the memo, but the company did put out a statement after it became public saying Amazon is proud to be engaged philanthropically in communities where its fulfillment centers, as it calls them, are located. The memo basically outlines a PR strategy for Amazon in Southern California, where thousands of its employees work, many of them in San Bernardino and Riverside counties. Two pieces of the strategy stirred up the most pushback. One, the memo says the company has been cultivating the mayor of Paris, who it says has influence over the San Bernardino Air Hub. Mayor Michael Vargas denied being used by Amazon to influence policy or to give the company preferential treatment. And he pointed out that he has no say over the San Bernardino Air Hub. Paris is a member of the March Joint Powers Authority, which oversees the reuse of land around the former March Air Force Base. The memo referred to the mayor as Marty, and there is no Marty on the March JPA nor on the San Bernardino International Airport Authority board. Paris is not a member of the San Bernardino Airport Authority, which oversees the reuse of Norton Air Force Base, now San Bernardino International. So what was the other issue that raised concerns? Well, the other part of the memo drew a gentler rebuke. That was its recommendation that Amazon stop donating money to the Cheech Marin Center for Chicano Art and Culture after the museum displayed a piece of artwork this year that showed an Amazon warehouse on fire and spelled out the words, burn them all down. The director of the Riverside Art Museum, which includes the Cheech, said Amazon hasn't communicated any concerns to the museum about the art. Drew Oberjergi confirmed that Amazon donated $5,000 to the Cheech's inaugural gala in 2022 and another $5,000 unsolicited donation this year. But she said Amazon didn't attach any strings to the money or designate it for an exhibition. She said the Cheech's mission is to present thought-provoking exhibits and to support artists who challenge, surprise, delight, annoy, and anger. And Jessica, the memo also talked about opposing legislation by two Inland Empire legislators, Assembly Members Eloise Reyes and James Ramos. Both have proposed bills that would require buffer zones between warehouses and sensitive uses like homes or schools. Reyes said she considers it a badge of honor to be mentioned in Amazon's memo for standing up for environmental justice and warehouse workers. Ramos put out a news release after learning of what he called Amazon's active effort to stop a balanced approach to addressing environmental problems while also protecting local jobs. So it doesn't sound like Amazon won any friends with the release of the memo. That's for sure. And so do we know who leaked the memo? No, the Warehouse Worker Resource Center, which published it, hasn't said who gave them the memo, uh, perhaps to protect that person's job. And next up, a proposed high-speed rail line from Southern California to Las Vegas got a $3 billion shot in the arm from the federal government this week. 
Yeah, this is a huge step forward for this project. Now, high-speed rail between Southern California and Las Vegas has been talked about for decades, but this brings it closer to actually breaking ground. A company called Brightline West has been working with the San Bernardino County Transportation Authority and other Inland Empire agencies to get the project moving. Now, both of Nevada's U.S. senators and several California lawmakers have convinced the federal government to provide that $3 billion grant toward the estimated $12 billion project cost. It would include a station in Rancho Cucamonga and perhaps two stations in the high desert. The Federal Rail Administration has approved the environmental report and permits to run the rail line along Interstate 15, 48 miles between Rancho Cucamonga and the high desert. The all-electric service is projected to take 3 million cars a year off the freeway and reduce carbon dioxide emissions by 400,000 tons a year. An estimated 11 million passengers would come through the Rancho Cucamonga station per year. And are there any estimates of the economic impact for the region? Yes, project planners say it will create jobs for 11,000 workers each year during construction and bring $5 billion in additional spending to San Bernardino County. I bet local officials are excited about those statistics. Yeah, Rancho Cucamonga's city manager said the project will ignite an economic renaissance across the region. And Mayor Dennis Michael said his city is thrilled to see the transformative project come together. And isn't there another high-speed rail project in the planning stages in the state? Yes, there is. And California got another $3 billion for the high-speed rail from the Bay Area to L.A., which has been stalled for years by a variety of problems and a lack of funding. The entire $6 billion comes from the bipartisan infrastructure package. And lastly today, let's talk about Eastvale's effort to convince the U.S. Postal Service that it should have its own zip code. Right. Eastvale has been wanting its own zip code since the city incorporated in 2010. Right now, it shares two zip codes with Harupa Valley. That's the 91752 zip code and with parts of Corona, Chino, and unincorporated areas in the 92880 zip code. The city is hoping to get all of 92880. It took a baby step forward recently when the U.S. Postal Service switched the preferred city designation from Corona to Eastvale on the zip code lookup site. It might sound like just a matter of civic pride or identity, but Eastvale folks say it actually can cause some serious problems. For example, misdelivered mail, sales tax revenue that gets credited to the wrong city, insurance rates that may be higher than they should be, because zip codes aren't just used for mail delivery now, they're also used for census demographics, insurance ratings, even the U.S. Geological Survey, which Eastvale folks say listed a 3.0 earthquake as happening in Mira Loma when it actually was centered in Eastvale. So the city is happy to have this little victory of getting the top billing over Corona for 92880. But the goal is still to have all of 92880 in Eastvale, not share it with other cities. Yeah, I didn't realize how impactful the zip code designation is. And as you mentioned, the other unintended consequences that could happen. So what are the chances or how would this happen that they can have all of 92880? Well, it will literally take an act of Congress. 
and two members of Congress, Ken Calvert of Corona and Norma Torres of Pomona, have introduced bills to make that happen. Eastvale is urging residents to write letters of support to Congress, but previous bills in 2016 and 2019 didn't pass. Well, one can always hope. Thank you so much, Cassie, for your reporting, as always. Thank you, Jessica. Longtime journalist Cassie McDuff helps us out regularly on our Friday morning news wrap, and these reports are posted at kvcrnews.org. This report is made possible with the support of the Southern California News Group, publisher of the Press Enterprise, San Bernardino Sun, Inland Valley Daily Bulletin, and other Southern California newspapers. I'm Jessica Greenwell, KBCR News.